By the end of last Sunday, my voice was, Hello, have a good week, everyone. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, and praise God that we're still coughing a little bit, but, um, well, I have voice now. Praise God for that. All right. Uh, Ephesians chapter number two. Before we go forward, let's go to our review. But before we go to our review from the past few weeks, let's pray, shall we? Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for everyone that's here. Uh, once again, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I pray that you would uh, just help us put our thinking caps on. In a day and a time when uh, people come to church and just switch off and just ride the time until it's time to say goodbye and thank you, see you next Sunday. Well, that's not... Uh, it, is very, it, is, it is really encouraged in our church that we think and compare Scripture with Scriptures, compare spiritual things with spiritual things. It is for our learning and for encouragement. And so we ask you, Lord, that you would help us remove all that's, that are in our hearts and minds that would hinder us from learning. Whether that's... Um, whether that's something that we've learned before that needs to be unlearned, whether that's something that we've been used to, whether it's our own flesh or even as little as our daily concerns, Father. Lord, may everything that is said and done bring glory to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Today, we're going to be talking about the breaking of the wall. Remember, uh, um, President Reagan, you said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Remember that? Uh, and that's a picture of um, the Berlin Wall being torn down. Some walls are made to keep things that are supposed to be out, out. Some walls are meant to keep things that are supposed to be in, in, like jails. But regardless, if God made the wall, no man can tear it down but God himself. Amen? We go, before we go forward, let's talk about our review from last week. We are, the last few weeks, we were talking about the mysteries in the Bible. And number one, oh, by the way, I have my belt. If you're wondering what this is, this is my, that's my order bell. Order up? No. <laughs> I have a reason why this is here, and I'll, I'll let you know why later on. But for now, if you get a correct, <laughs> a mystery number one is a hidden what? Starts with a W, ends with an isdom. Wisdom. Amen. So, if it's a mystery, then it's something that was not known prior to its revealing. Or else it's not a mystery. Alright? Some people call it secret. It is a secret hidden God. Number two, the mystery of Christ 
is that the Gentiles should be fellow blank, fellow heirs, and of the same blank. Start to the B, same body, um, and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. <laughs> it's like a game show in here, amen. But uh, this mystery, if it's a mystery, that means it was a secret or it was a hidden wisdom that was only given, it was revealed in a certain time, and before that, nobody knew, which leads us to number three, true or false. According to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 5 to 7, this mystery was not revealed to any man in other ages until it was revealed to the Apostle Paul. True. Amen? So, if that's true, and it is, because that's what, if you read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 5 to 7, that, that's what it says. That means, before the Apostle Paul, it was unthinkable. Whenever a Jew or somebody from Israel would hear that the Holy Spirit would come into a Gentile that is purely Gentile, he's not a Jewish uh, convert, it was unthinkable to them. All of a sudden, the Apostle Paul comes and says, I speak unto you Gentiles. Now, uh, in our time right now, the Apostle Paul says, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost can live in you. The, Jesus Christ can be inside of you as well. And the Jews were over there on the side saying, What? That's unheard of. Insane. Remember Reptevia from, uh, from... How many of you have seen Fiddler, of, Fiddler on the Roof? Remember? He would go, Unheard of. Insane. <laughs> Number three. What mystery happened... Sorry, typographical error there. What mystery happened before the mystery of Christ? Kind of a little bit hard over here. It's called the mystery of the partial blindness of Israel. We'll talk about that here later on. And last but, number th last but, last but not least, number five. What mystery will happen at the end of the mystery of Christ? Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. The mystery of the catching away or the rapture. So amen. Praise God. This, this has ceased to be correction or correct bell. All right. Now, this is going to be my time machine bell. What does that mean, Brother Francis? When I ding this bell... I want to invite you to come with me throughout the pages of history and put yourself in that timeline, in that point of view, right? So, say for example, come with me. The setting is World War II. What's going on? The Nazis are ruling over in Europe, right? They're killing as many Jews as they can. Right? There's no jets yet, unless, except for the secret jets that Hitler made. Fighter jets, I mean. 
most of the airplanes, all, if not all, of the airplanes that they have over there are, are, are propellers, turboprops, right? So come back with me to 2021. Do we have fighter jets now? Yes. Do we still have the Nazi party now? Maybe in hiding, <laughs> right? But they don't, they don't rule Europe anymore. All right. So that's just what I wanted to say. Today, we're going to be talking about the breaking of the wall. So let's go to our text. Now, um, 2 Timothy, or, well, um, sorry. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. Wherefore, remember that ye... Who's talking here? The Apostle Paul. Who's he talking to? The Gentiles. The Gentiles, he's going to describe what we are were in times past. That's why it's read. That ye being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called a circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, and at that time, in the past, in the time of the law, during that time, who were we? We were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's why in the Old Testament, during the time of the law, everyone who is a Gentile who wanted to be saved, who wanted to, be, who wanted to know more about God, had to be part of Israel because they were without the commonwealth of Israel during that time. Right? So bear with me for a bit while I lay some groundwork. Ephesians chapter number 2. That was time past. But now. Okay. But now, in Christ Jesus, once you get saved, you are in Christ. Ye who were sometimes who, who sometimes were far off, are made nigh. Nigh means close or, 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 or uh, yeah, close. Are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who had made both one and had broken down the what? The middle wall of, our, of partition between us. So, if we're reading this right, and we are, the church which is the body of Christ is formed, is composed of Jews and Gentiles, for there is no more difference between them. In times past, there was a middle wall of partition, that the Gentiles hated the Jews, and the Jews hated the Gentiles. Is this provable through God's words, Brother Francis? Yes, and we will see, and we will read those verses here later on. There is a wall, middle wall of partition, that separated was, I mean, there was a wall of partition that separated the Jews and the Gentiles in times past, so much so that while that wall was still up, there could never be a body of Christ. There could never be a church which is the body of Christ. 
Why? Because the church which is the body of Christ is composed. There is no more difference. It's composed of Jews and Gentiles. There's no more difference. There's no more middle wall of partition. You with me so far? We shall not all sleep. Amen. <laughs> so that's, we talked about time past. Then we talked about now. Let's see what the Bible says about in the ages to come, in the future. Verse number seven. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness through us, through Jesus, through Christ Jesus. In this message, we will have an overview of how God dealt with different people during different times. If you read your Bible just and from start to the beginning, from the very start to the beginning, which you should, and without a system of study, without putting your thinking caps on, you would come to the conclusion that God is a liar and He deals, He changes His minds all the time. That's why the Apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, because God does not change. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. But His dealing with men who changes all the time changes as well. If I tell one person, Hey, don't uh, stay upstairs. Stay upstairs in the balcony. He's supposed to be staying upstairs. But if I tell somebody else, come down here. I am not lying to both of them. I'm just dealing with two separate people. You with me? So... We're going to see how God dealt with different people during different times. That's why we have our time machine bell over here. How salvation was preached to different groups of people in different times. And when the church, which is the body of Christ, actually started. So when we do this, we're going to read the verses. And there is no guesswork here. It is all right there, black and white. All you got to do is read it and understand it. See, that's why our prayer is earlier, that when we approach the Bible, we don't come and we don't start reading it with our own preconceived ideas. Right? So let's get a brief outline of today's message. But when we do, I want you and I to answer a few questions. Here's the brief outline, and then, uh, and then we're going to get through it. Number one. We're going to talk about before Israel. Number two, we're going to talk about from Moses to Malachi. Number three, we're going to talk about the synoptic gospels. When I say synoptic gospels, do you know what I'm talking about? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And number four, we're going to talk about the, the, uh, the times from Acts 1 to Acts chapter number 7. While we're doing that, here are the questions I want you to think about. And we're going to go through it together. We're going to have a field trip. Number one, who was God dealing with in these four, uh, four uh, time periods that I'm I was talking about? Number two, where can they find God's words? Number three, 
What did God say about their salvation? I'll give you an example. Let's take our first field trip. Adam and Eve in the garden before, before the fall. <laughs> what does it look like? It's all garden, amen? They haven't fallen to sin yet. Now, uh, we talked about this, remember? Remember I told you, we, we studied about what if the clothing of Adam and Eve was actually just light? Amen? And we saw the verses that said that. Number one, who was God dealing with? Adam and Eve. 100% of the people in the world during that time, Adam and Eve. <laughs> Number two, where can they find God's words? Well, that's easy, Brother Francis. The library of Alexandria was already in place. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was nothing ever written during that time yet. Where can they find God's words? From where? From God himself. He walked with Adam in the cool of the day. He walked with God in the cool of the day. Number, number three. What did God say about their salvation? Well, they haven't fallen to sin yet. Amen. So that's what our time machine is like. That's, that's an example. All right? So let's talk about before Israel in times past. Uh, so here's our timeline. And at first, we're going to talk about here before Israel. Because by the way, Israel did not start until God called Abraham out of the Ur and the Chaldees. And during this time, God was dealing with nobody but Gentiles. There was no Israel yet. Who, uh, when, 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 when God was dealing with Abraham and he fell, and, and then the flood happened, then Noah, uh, he, he was dealing with the family of Noah. After the family of Noah, God told Noah to uh, um, replenish the earth. And then, but instead of going forth and replenishing the earth, they stayed in one place and they started building a tower. Remember, what's the name of that tower? The Tower of Babel. And the situation on the earth for now. The situation on the earth is Genesis 11 verse number 1. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. There was no Israel yet. But the problem is, everything God did with man, it was always a downward spiral. He gave them perfect, a perfect garden. They did not fall into sin yet, number one. And what happened? They fell into sin. Then God dealt with a family, Noah. And then after the flood, there was a chance to make things correctly again. And then what happened? They went down. So God says, I'm going to just deal with the family, Abraham. Abraham, get out of there. I'm going to deal with you. Everyone else is going to be a Gentile. Right? So, look at Genesis chapter 17, verse 14. This is part of God's uh, promise or covenant with Abraham. Genesis 17, 14. And the, certain, and the uncircumcised man-child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that sh soul shall be what? 
cut off from his people, he had broken my covenant. Travel with me to the time of Abraham. Who was God dealing with? Abraham and his family, number one. Number two, where did they find God's words? By the way, during this time, Moses, who wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, has not been born yet. So nothing of the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, had not, none of those have been written yet. So where did they find God's words? Brother Bill said it earlier. God spoke to them directly. Amen. What did God say about their salvation? Oh, that's easy. Abraham would just go to Romans chapter 3, verse 10 and say, and read, For all have sinned and come short of the... Or, or for, there's none righteous, no, not one. No, there's no book of Romans yet. Oh, that's easy, Brother Francis. All they have to do is just believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who told them that? The one who died was buried and rose again, did not die, was not buried, and wasn't risen again yet. You see what's going on? All they know, all the word of God told them, all that God told them was this. I am going to make you my chosen people and the world is going to be yours. The earth is going to be yours forever. By sign that you guys are my people, you shall be circumcised. And if nobody wants to be circumcised, they shall be boom, cut off. And remember, when, when Abraham was commanded to sacrifice his son Isaac, it said in the book of Hebrews, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. What did Abraham read Hebrews? Read Hebrews. Abraham did not believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham believed that even if God was ordering him to sacrifice his son, he believed that he was going to raise his son up again. That's what he believed. The object of his faith is different from yours and mine. You see? So this God, he changes his mind all the time. No, he's, diff he's dealing with two different people, different people in different times. You with me so far? Then we go from Moses to Malachi. So after Abraham, uh, Abraham, who's, who's his son? Isaac. And then Jacob, who's the first one that was actually named. What's, what's Jacob's other name? Israel, and after that, Joseph and, and Joseph, his son Joseph the Dreamer, took all of them down to Egypt. Why? Because there was a famine. Remember that. And after that, they became so mighty that the Pharaoh says, "Oh, whoa! There's so many Israelites now. If we don't take care of them, they might rig the elections." <laughs> so. We're going to make them into our slaves. And that's why they had to be taken out of Egypt into the promised land by God. And in the meantime, while they were traveling in the wilderness, God gave them, starts with the letter L, the law. Amen. All right. But verse number uh, from Moses to Malachi, this is 
what we call the law, period. All right? And remember I told you earlier, you cannot have the church which is the body of Christ unless you have that middle wall of partition. And guess what? God put that there. Look at Exodus chapter 11, verse 7. And ye shall be holy unto me, for I the Lord am holy, and have severed you from other people, and that ye should be mine. I have severed you from other people. You know what severed means? If somebody's head gets chopped off, whew, their head got severed from their body. It has been separated. Amen. So God was the one who separated Israel from... Um, oh, I guess I read the, the wrong verse over here, didn't I? Uh, and ye shall be holy unto me, for I am, for I the Lord am holy. I'm still reading the wrong verse. That ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Who put the difference there? The Lord. Who put that middle wall of partition there? The Lord. And just like in the book of Noah, in the book of, sorry, not the book of Noah, in the book of Genesis, when God shut down, shut the door of the ark of Noah, nobody else can open it except God. When God put the, the wall up there, nobody else can break them down instead, uh, except for God. Man, I got, I got some speech problems going on over here. I'm going I'm to blame it on the smoke, amen. Um, next, Numbers chapter 23, verse 9. For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him, to the people... Uh, Lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. God said, you Israel, you shall not be reckoned among the nations. Next, Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse number 2. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord had chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself, above all the nations that are upon the earth. God shows Israel themselves. I'm from the Philippines. I wish that God would say that about the Philippines. But He didn't. I'm American. I wish God would say that about America. But He didn't. Amen. So because when God was, was working with the Gentiles over here, there was always a down, downward spiral. God said to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to start dealing with you. And then He gave Moses the law so they can have uh, 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 guidelines of how to live their life. Next, 1 Kings chapter number um, 8, verse 53. For thou didst separate them from among all the people of, all the earth, of the earth to be thine inheritance as thou speakest by the hand of Moses, thy servant, for thou broughtest our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. So the middle wall of partition is still there. That is why the church, which is the body of Christ, cannot start in the Old Testament. Because the church of the body of Christ, which is the body of Christ, does not have the middle wall of partition anymore. Regardless of who you are today, when you trust in God's death, burial, and resurrection... Regardless of what your color of your skin is, regardless of what your education is, regardless of whether you're a male or a female, because there's only two, amen. 
regardless if you graduated with honors or you did not graduate at all, regardless of whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, today, once you get saved, amen, you're part of the church, which is the body of Christ. Getting quiet. (laughs) Now, let's say we transport ourselves during the time of King David. This was within Moses to Malachi, all right? And King David comes home to one of his wives. Yes, he had a lot of wives. And says, wife, I am so sad. What must I do to be saved? The wife says, oh, don't worry. Let's just grab our Bible and open to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Wife, what must I do to be saved? Don't worry, just open to Romans chapter 116. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Nope. So no matter how many times you read the Bible from Moses to Malachi, no matter whatever language you read it, Hebrew or whatever, you're not going to find the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ there because it has not happened yet. Amen. The middle wall of partition is still there. So where can they find God's words? Moses has been written. The books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. I'm talking about during the time of David already. And some of the prophets have been written. The book of Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings. What did God say about their salvation? All they know. You with me? Oh, that doesn't work. (laughs) Are you with me? All they know. Is that if, if you sin against God, you got to get yourself a lamb. Head on down to the local First Baptist temple <laughs> and sacrifice that thing for the atonement of your sins. Hello? I know this is not a very popular teaching. But I'm just saying, let's be honest when we're reading our Bible and not let it say what we want it to say. Amen. No matter what language you read it, even if you read read it upside down, you will not find the gospel of the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. But Brother Francis, it's a picture and a type. You see so many pictures and types over there. I agree. I don't negate that. But that's us looking back. And... Hindsight is always 2020. Have you heard that? We see it from our point of view. But if you transport yourself to their point of view, you don't see it. I'll prove it to you here in a bit. Which, which takes us to the Gospels. The Gospels. So math, uh, Moses to Malachi is done. What's after Malachi. Matthew, Mark, Luke, then John. Man, we've been traveling throughout the Bible here. Amen. When you enter Matthew, guess what? 
you are traveling to a scene where the law is still in place. Amen. When you enter Matthew, the beginning of Mark, Luke, and John, you are entering to a time and scene where the law is still in place. That's why when Apostle Paul talked about who Jesus was, past tense, he says, now I say that Jesus Christ was. Paul was talking to us in the now. That's why he says, now I say that Jesus Christ, what's that next word? Was. Past tense. Amen. A minister of the Gentiles. <laughs> Is that what it says? A minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the who? Whenever you read that, the fathers, it's not talking about our American forefathers. That's not talking about, that's not talking about George Washington and Abe Lincoln. That's talking about, yes, it's talking about Abe, but a different Abe. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God, the Apostle Paul said Jesus Christ was a Jewish minister and he was here to confirm that the promises that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right? Didn't say he was a minister of the Gentiles. Didn't say he was the minister of the church, which is the body of Christ. But he, Bear with me. I'll tell you how, he, how he was, his, his ministry is going to transfer over to us. <coughs> Are you still there? Are you coughing just like me? <coughs> he was, past tense. So if it says that there was, he was, there was a time that he was this, and there's a time that that was thing, that he, that he was a minister, should have ended. And I'll show you later on. Brother Francis, is there proof that Jesus Christ came to minister to the nation of Israel, the circumcision? Is there proof? I'm glad you asked, Miss Maria. <laughs> there is proof. Look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 6. Jesus said to the 12 disciples, sent forth and, commissioned, and commanded them saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not, but go rather to the who? Lost sheep of the house of Israel. God sent them to the house of Israel only. Right? Well, Brother Francis, that's just his disciples. The, Jesus Christ was not talking about himself. He's, he's just sending his disciples to the lost sheep of Israel. But he himself, even if he said that he was a, a minister of the Gentiles, he himself was a minister of everyone. Well, let's see what he says himself. Matthew 15, verse number 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of who? Israel. And then in John chapter number 4, he says, John 4.22, typo there, sorry about that. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is what? Of the house of the Jew. Of, uh, sorry, salvation is of the Jews. What does that mean? 
Because once you enter into God, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you are still entering, you are entering into a time period where the law was still in effect. And guess what? The middle wall of partition was still existing. God has not broken it down yet. Travel with me, and let's become Peter. Where, or who was God dealing with? Still the nation of, still the nation of Israel, because they were still under Old Testament law. Where can they find God's words? Well, the books of Moses were already in existence, amen. Well, that's, that's easy, Brother Francis. They could find God's word in John chapters 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. He, they haven't written it until... The, book, the Gospels were not written until after the Lord Jesus Christ died. They did not have it yet. So as far as they were concerned, the only pieces of Scripture they had were Old Testament Scriptures. So Peter asked the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Well, that's easy, Peter. Look at what the Apostle Paul, who I haven't saved yet, who hasn't written this yet. Look at what he wrote in 1 Corinthians 15. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's impossible. He hasn't written it yet. Amen. So, couldn't have God told him? Couldn't have Jesus told Peter himself about his death, burial, and resurrection? Well, let's see. The book of Luke chapter 18, we've read this before, verses 6 to 9. Or sorry, Luke chapter 18, verses number 32 to 34. Jesus Christ was talking to the disciples. He says, For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and he shall be mocked and spitefully entreated and spitted on, and they shall scourge him and put him to death, and the third day he shall rise again. This is Jesus talking about what was going to happen to him. Who was he talking to? The apostles. What happened? Did the apostles say, well, well, time out, rewind for a second. Jesus was telling the apostles, I am going to be delivered, and they're going to kill me, and, and the third day I'm going to rise again. Essentially the death, burial, and resurrection. You can't rise unless you're, you, you were buried. What did Peter say? Did Peter say, well, that's no problem, Lord. That's what the Apostle Paul said to believe in anyway. We've been preaching this for how many years? Is that what he said? Nope. He says, and they understood none. How many things did they understand? A grand total of zero. They understood none of these things. And this saying was, what? If the gospel be hid, it is hid to them which are lost. Oh, the apostles are lost. <laughs> no, it's because their message is different than ours. But our gospel was hid to them. It's part of our mystery. Amen. It's part of our secret. And this saying was hid to them. Neither knew they the things which were spoken. Amen. So, 
as far as things are going, the middle wall of partition was still there. There is still a difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. So regard, I don't. If people may be mad. People may be mad, and people might. And I have let, I have friends that have parted with us, and I have parted with friends on this. But regardless of what people think and whatever our culture that we've been used to, the church, which is the body of Christ, could not have started there because the middle wall of partition still exists. Next. What about the book of chapter, uh, Acts chapter number 1? Acts chapter number 7. So you mean to tell me, Brother Francis, that the church did not start over here, or the church did not start over here. Is that what you're trying to say? There's actually. I like this. There's actually a parable that explains it. Luke chapter 13 verse 6 to 9 says. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard. Behold these three years. Three years, by the way, how many years did Christ minister as a man in this world? Three years. Behold, these three years, I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find zero. You know what? The, the, the Jews were the chosen people of, of God. But when Jesus Christ arrived on the scene, he was, guess what he was doing? He was expelling demons from them. God could not find any fruit from the nation of Israel. Cut it down. Why cumber it to the ground? And he answered, said unto, unto him, Lord, let it alone this one year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. The parable is about the nation of Israel, where God says, I've been looking for fruit from the nation of Israel from the three, for this, these three years, and I find none. I'm going to cut it down. The Lord Jesus Christ begs the Father, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Give them one more year to, re to accept their king. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. But God prayed for one more year. Jesus prayed for one more year. By the way, from Acts 1, to Acts chapter number 7, if you, if you look at your study Bible, Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 7, A.D. 33. Acts chapter 7 and beyond, A.D. 34 is exactly one year. Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary was praying to God, Lord, give them one more year to accept the kingdom. But did they accept it? Except the kingdom, they stoned Stephen. Stephen was the last straw. And then God says, I'm not going to deal with you anymore, Jews. I'm going to deal with the Gentiles. And for the first time in all these years, for the first time in all these years, somebody stood up and says, I speak to you Gentiles. Who's that? The Apostle Paul. Proof, Brother Francis. We don't have time anymore, actually. But so we'll, 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 talk, we'll look at, at all these proofs here later on. Um, 
Some people, you know, again, a lot of people would hate, uh, a lot of people would hate me for this. That's fine. That's fine. No problem. But in Acts chapter 1 to 7, the middle wall of partition was still there. There is proof, and we'll talk about that next time. But I guess I just want to go over to, um, where's a good place to end here? I'll just end over here and then we're done. Acts chapter 1, here's Acts chapter number 7 and the fall and diminishing of the Gentiles. If you read Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11, this is where the mystery of the temporary blindness of Israel happened. They've been blind over here already, but the fall of and diminishing of Israel happened here. And then when God says, all right, that's it. That's the final straw. All of a sudden, the Apostle Paul comes into the scene and says, I speak unto you Gentiles. God has broken down the middle wall of partition. You are neither Jew nor Gentile. Everyone, everyone, anyone, not everyone, anyone who believes on his death, burial, and resurrection. Anyone is saved. You don't have to be under the system of Israel anymore. Anyone can be saved. How about you today? Are you saved? You don't. The good news is we are in the best time to be saved because now, according to Paul's gospel, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, given through Paul, he says, believe. In his death, burial, and resurrection. And that's what can save us. I am not ashamed of the gospel of God, of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. What about you today? Maybe you have a wall put up saying to yourself, You know what? This religion thing, this church thing, it's, it's corny. It's, it's old-fashioned. And guess what? God created you. And because of our sin, that put the Lord Jesus Christ in the cross of Calvary. All you have to do is trust in Him. You don't have to work for anything anymore. You don't have to be a good person. You don't have, you don't have to be a member of the church. You don't have to be baptized to be saved. All you have to do is trust in His death burial and resurrection and Jesus Christ saved you. Let's pray. Father, we ran out of time and so many truths we could have talked about. So many proof verses that we were not able to get to, dear God. But I thank you that you have broken down the middle wall of partition. And so I ask you, Father, as we continue this next week, that you would help us understand that we are in the best time to be saved. If I rang this bell again and we transported ourselves to Acts chapter 1 to 7, yes, the Lord Jesus Christ would 
died, was buried, and rose again then already. But the truth of your death, burial, and resurrection and that it alone can, needs, to, uh, needs to save us hasn't been preached, dispensed by the Apostle Paul yet. And that's why we are so thankful. Who are we, O God, that we are Gentiles? We are Gentiles. In your Bible, you call Gentiles dogs. What is man that thou art mindful of him? We thank you, Lord, that you, 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 you loved us, that even if we're Gentiles, you still, you still moved your program over to us. That all we have to do is not work, about, work for anything anymore. Thank you, Lord, for all these things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.